a nation of separation. And once again, every week I like to say this like a broken room. Ladies and gentlemen, we here at Kenneth Player Play are truly humbled by the thousands of you that are flocking to our little session. We're humbled and deeply appreciative of y'all taking time today to download the show. And y'all coming. And we love y'all for that. Ain't that right, KD? That's absolutely correct, Amongo. We definitely appreciate all our listeners. Because without you, we couldn't be. Without you, what we have to do. Without you, we wouldn't have no pedestal or no foundation. There you go. So today we're discussing Are We Truly Free? We're going to discuss it from a race standpoint. But we're also going to discuss it from... uh, uh, a financial standpoint And we're also going to discuss it Just from a standpoint as a country Have we become a nation of cameras And big brother watching Or a nation that has let so much Of our civil liberties slide away That we don't know if we're coming or going We're becoming a, 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 An Orwellian society Right now Like one of those crazy shows Orson Welles used to do That messed up with people's mind When he told them the aliens and everybody was running out of their house But Mr. Wells had a point Of what is possible If we are not Mentally to think for ourselves And not trying to assimilate First of all We're going to start the show from a racial standpoint There are some who say By Mr. Obama Getting elected We took a step forward into the 21st century by a man of African or black descent becoming the president. I'll be the first to disagree with that one. There you go, and I'm going to let you disagree because I knew you were going to jump on that grenade. And then there are those who say, Mr. Obama becoming the president don't mean a hill of beans towards the progress of the black race in particular. Ken already done launched himself on that grenade, so... Go yeah, ahead, that's, Kate, Diddy. That's that's Go the ahead. same one. That's the same. That's the same thing because anybody can pay paying any attention. Anybody got an inkling of common sense? First of all, realize that there's no way possible for Obama to undo anything that was left to him to do on his plate from the Bush administration. That's first of all. Second of all. If the minorities were set up by feeding the whole thing they were given a black president, what difference does it make if he's black, blue, green, or red, if he's put into a position where he's not going to be able to do anything anyway? That was thought out before the election. Second of all, that's a good way to shut down the minorities by saying, look, you had a black president and he didn't do nothing for you. Huh. Oh, every other president we had of another nationality, another race, always, always, forever and a day, have always made it possible for them and theirs. But now the thing is going to be said, well, you had a black president and you do nothing for you. So guess what? Now they can't even say that. But if you think about the psychology behind it, he was never put in a position to do anything. He was always put in a position as a scapegoat so they could say, Y'all had a black president. He didn't even help his own. And in fact, he's not and won't and can't. So now what? Are we still going to go along with that? Or are we going to really make some changes, people? You got to ask yourself that one. That's my take on that, PT. <laughs> KD done off a barrage of grenades. He didn't do one, two, or three. He was just tossing them. 
Are you out of ammunition, sir? You good? You uh, good? No, I got some more, man, because I'm still tripping on the silly people. They still walking around in the, in the daylight with blinders on. Wake up, people. It ain't no damn gas shortage. The only gas you got is from not eating enough beans. <laughs> Come on, right. people. Why are we playing all these high-ass prices for gas just to fill somebody else's pocket? And even you heard from the president, there ain't even no gas, Charlotte. So what the hell y'all doing? I don't know. Now, we're going to touch on that because that's that. Matter of fact, screw it. That's how this show operates. We digress all the time, but it ties into what we're saying. Let us discuss high gas prices. And when I tell, say this a lot. Tell me, tell me the first minority company that has a hand or a pulse on the influx or the importation of gas or oil in this country, and it don't, if you don't tell me you don't know black, no black people that got that, I'm gonna say it's racist. <laughs> and there may be a measure of truth to that statement. Now, the high price of gas is set by commodity traders who play the game of speculation and purchasing uh, 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 commodities. It has nothing to do. Oil production has not fallen off. Um, they want to say, well, there's uh, insecurity in Iran and Iraq and all that. All that is wonderful. Saudi Arabia is pumping out oil at record levels. Oil reserves here. We still have Venezuela and Nigeria and all these other wonderful countries that are still pushing out about millions of barrels of oil on a daily basis. This is purely a matter of corporate greed. It is purely a matter. I said it a few years ago when they went in front of Congress. Let me be real specific. Went in front of Congress and gave this big speech about commitment to uh, rebuilding the Gulf. And Congress was like, well, give us $20 billion or whatever the crazy figure that they said. And everybody was jumping up like, that's what we're talking about. No, silly little beavers. They willingly gave up whatever amount of money that they gave up because they knew they would make it back in a very short period of time by doing exactly what is occurring right now because BP is one of the world's premier oil and gas companies. Uh, so does, does, does BP stand for black people? No, BP does not stand for black people. Oh, oh learned one on the other end of the phone. Oh, I was just asking, not for me, because I know what it stood for. I just want you to clar- clarify that for other listeners, my brother. You understand? And I told people then, of course they willingly gave up billions of dollars. That was like nothing to them. It was like pennies in a bucket full of quarters for them. And, yes, it has done some, and it was supposed to do some good for the destruction that they caused, caused down there on uh, on the Gulf Coast. But nonetheless, dollars and cents will never atone for the ecological that is going to take years to reveal. And now they're finding some traces of it because there's oil that has settled on the bottom of the ocean that is killing off, killing off species of fish, killing off coral reefs for miles. That but we'll shrimp get into tasting that. like Chevron. Yes, shrimp tasting like Chevron. So... Katie, <laughs> are you okay today? You oh, all right, fine. my brother? I'm fine, brother. Because, you know, listen, I'm all for dumping on them, man, because I know they're screwing up, and I want people to wake the hell up, man. 
so that is at the basis of this. There is a certain uh, 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 OPEC sets the trend for the rest of the world. A lot of you are all of the impression that governments run countries. No, corporations run countries now because they have become so ingrained and so embedded into the very fiber of um of, of the fabric of most countries. That's who really runs the world. And this is not no conspiracy theory talking. This is just the, the, the stark reality of this life that we live. Corporations run the world. And you must understand this. And I think the neighborhood just went out. But I want to make sure I, I verify because I think gentrification is about to happen. Hold on. One, 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 welcome to the show. That's right. I'm buying up all the houses in the neighborhood. <laughs> just, long, just long as you don't put a uh, uh, colors only sign out front. Shit, no, I got a I got a house left over for you, uh, Diddy. You can come in. I'll uh, I'll even let you buy the house at less than double of what it was before. <laughs> less than double what it was before. That's right. Boy, <laughs> ladies yep. and gentlemen. Please welcome Joe from Montana to the show. Hello, everybody. Yeah, unless yeah, you yeah, yeah. That better not be 702. No, no, it's not. Now, Joe, right. I know. Are you just tuning in, or are you ready to start launching your grenades, too, sir? Oh, I just got here, but I'm ready. <laughs> the grenades <laughs> are loaded. What are we, we going to bomb today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we had started off the discussion about are we truly free, but then, as, the, as is true of Kenneth Player Play, we've strayed off into corporations and governments and stuff of that nature. And we were also discussing that the appointment of President Obama was not uh, 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 any kind of step forward into the 21st century. He was just somebody being elected out of the good old boys club to play his position. What do you say, old Joe from Montana? Oh, yeah. I got to agree with you. People say he's a puppet. I say he's probably a puppet because I like to go by evidence. And there's no evidence that he's somebody's puppet. But if you take into consideration the history of the world and the possibility that there's an Illuminati, um, you've got to say that this guy is somebody's puppet. Because every time you take a look at the president, any president, to find out who he is and what he's going to do, all you have to do is take a look at his advisors. And this guy's there advisors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Clinton White House again, my dear friend. Hmm? That is the Clinton White House oh, all over yeah. again. The Clinton Bush, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Look at the advisors around and it tells you exactly who he is. And not only that, if they're not from the Clinton Bush era, they're from the good old boys club out of Shottown as we refer to the Chicago mm-hmm. uh, connections that he has surrounded himself with. Y'all some deep brothers, man. Shit, all I had to do was look at the fact that when I backed out of my driveway, I went next door, I was out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> is it what, is it $20 a gallon where you live, uh, Teddy? <laughs> no, it's so close to it's so close to $5, you better not sneeze. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Gas was a dollar eighty nine when Obama took office. And by the way, Tony, before I forget, remember you and I were talking about Limbaugh last week? Yes, sir. I took a look at the transcript, and you were uh-huh. absolutely right. He did say that. He wasn't talking about 
15 million Americans, let's say 30 million Americans, 15 million of which wanted insurance and 15 million didn't want insurance. He's talking about 15 million uninsured Americans who do not want to be insured. Now, how the hell does he know that of the 15, 100% of them don't want to be insured? And and what what really rubbed me the wrong way, and Joe, I love when people verify because when I speak about things, I try to you know, I have a general knowledge of what I talk about, and I'm not a conspiracy buff. I do believe in conspiracies and theories of that nature, but you got to. I, I listened. I, that's why I told you I wanted to give Mr. Limbaugh a chance, so I listened to the show, and I know what he heard, and that's why when you said it, I was like, if he was using it in the context that you said. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense because I know when we present everybody, when we're painting pictures, we always want our side of the story. But I, in my heart of hearts, I did not think he was painting it in that context. I knew he was saying that only people in America without health insurance are people who don't want it and are young <laughs> yeah. and wealthy. Are you crazy? That's what not, planet I know. are you living on? That is about the stupidest thing that I, he's probably said. Well, he says a number of stupid things, but, I mean, this is probably one of the most obvious stupid things that he's said in a while. And if you want to take a look at anything Limbaugh says, you can always go to his website, um, and there's always a transcript right after the show. So I went to the March, I think it was March 29th transcript. I did a little hunting around to find out about the insurance, and it was the March 29th transcript that came up, and bing. There it was. That's what I was telling you. That, mm-hmm. that's what I, and, and sometimes I wonder, as we have these, and once again, the show for everybody just tuning in, you've got to understand, on kind of player play, we have so many things to discuss in such limited time that we normally just stray off into the uh, left lane, but we're still talking about subject matter that still affects us all. If you're wondering what we're talking about, last week I passed a comment that I took the time to give Mr. Limbaugh a chance, and I tuned into his show and listened to him. And I was listening to some of the crap and the propaganda that was being fueled out of his camp. And one of the statements that caught me off guard about Obamacare, which I have issues with Obamacare, I do. Any document that's 2,700 pages long has shit in there that they don't want me and you to know because they know we ain't. Now, I know that Obamacare is not designed for the health and wealth and benefit of the masses. It is designed for corporations because politicians owe corporations benefits. Insurance companies are not going to lose money. Yeah, we're all going to get insurance, but that is going to send insurance profits up. Trust me, they will find a way. Even if the onset, the first 12 to 24 months, they turn a loss, they are going to find a way to turn a profit. But Mr. Limbaugh informed his millions of audience out there that, oh, Anybody in America that doesn't have health insurance doesn't want it, and are wealthy and young. And I'm like, who? <laughs> Not the neck of the woods I'm from. Mm-hmm. So where is he getting these statistics from? And people are gobbling up this, these, these fear mongers' garbage and making a, a, a living. And, and he was talking about being detached from reality, how politicians are detached from reality, and I'm thinking, oh, Mr. Limbaugh, when you leave the radio station and step into your phantom and drive to your mansion, who are you really fooling about being detached from reality? Which most of us are, going back to what K. Diddy said. It all ties into this gumbo. 
mm-hmm. of being detached from reality where there are people who say um, racism does exist or racism doesn't exist. And in my younger days, when I would hear people talk about racism and stuff, I would become upset because I've lived it. And then I had to realize that most people have never truly experienced it. So, of course, if you grew up in a wonderful neighborhood where everybody was okay, you would say racism doesn't exist. Racism is still alive and prevalent and relevant, as was the case in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of the young man who just went and shot up a black neighborhood. It is alive. It is well. Has it become more hidden? Of course they've done a better job of masking it. But the bigger issue, and there are bigger issues than racism, and this would upset some of my good black folks who need a podium to stand on. Yes, there are bigger issues than racism. The haves and the have-nots are what we have become. So racism has gone beyond just a limited boundary now. It has spread out. When you have a damn wealthy man coming on the TV talking about uh, women's contraception. How can that be a political issue? Women should just put aspirins between their legs and squeeze it. What damn cave have you fallen out of? Mm. To come on national and international TV, and these are the type of idiots that are setting policies for this country. Or if they're not setting it, they have direct access to the people who are setting the policies of this country. Mr. Rick Santorum. But I'll get back to that. I'm going to come down off my, my, my pulpit for a moment. I see a few more people have joined us. Welcome to Canada Play Play. We're glad to have you. We're just launching grenades today. KDD flat out just called some of y'all idiots, but, you know, he tried to be politically correct. What are you about doing this. always taking my um, my place, Diddy? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean... I just call spade a spade. I mean, what can well, I say? Jesus, it's my job to call people idiots. I'm the one who's getting the controversy on the show. <laughs> and Joe is oh. here, as always, launching his grenade. Uh. And I'm asking the question today, are we truly free? Now, I'm going to discuss it from a libertarian set point of view, which would be Mr. Joe from Montana. Mm-hmm. Joe, are we truly free, my brother? <laughs> of course not. Everything that we do is uh, not only monitored, but controlled by the federal government. The air that we breathe has to be controlled by the EPA, or should I say it's not controlled by the EPA. Um, uh, 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 daylight saving time. What time is it? Oh, it's daylight saving time. Change the clock. Change the clock. Yep, that's government control. How about the police? Forget about Trayvon Martin. How about as soon as you walk out? The police, whether you're um, white or black or um, or Asian, um, they're always going to be on your ass for one reason or another. Try to get in trouble with uh, don't try to get in trouble. But in case you ever get in trouble with the cops for whatever particular reason, sometimes they're friendly, sometimes they're not. Probably depends upon a good day. So there's law enforcement. There's the EPA. What else? Ooh, let me see. Education. Yeah. How about that? How about the media? How about the freaking government spends $955 million, I'm sorry, billion dollars last year. Obama spent $955 billion, almost a trillion, on advertising. You know, 
those uh, those little advertisements that say "Be all that you should be" that entice you to come and join the Marines so that you can shoot people over six thousand miles away. That's government controlled. Everything. You, how about women? How about men? How about the choice in women? Without the laws being that the way they are, you would have a freer choice about the woman that you can uh, choose to be with because if you made a mistake, you wouldn't have to pay the price through the um, uh, pro-female courts taking money out of your pocket without even being a so-called deadbeat dad to pay for a woman's comfort. Think I'm lying? Do your research. There's a famous case now where a doctor was effing another doctor um, male doctor, female doctor, he comes in her mouth. She takes the jism home and uh, puts it inside herself. This was about two to three years ago, and the, and the ruling came down about three or four months ago, where she's she got pregnant, she has the kid, and the, the father who made it known to her he never wanted kids has to pay child support. The court says the uh, as soon as he um, ejaculates, that the uh, jism of his is no longer his. Can you believe that? Look it up. So I no, we're not I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't hear about that case, but I heard about the one where the, the young lady he going to flush the condom. She kept the condom and uh, used the semen, and she became pregnant. And he took her to court about that. No, I don't I remember mean, if he oh, lost. Yeah? I think there's another story to, to, to something to that effect that, that came down the pipeline. Um, we're talking about our freedoms today, ladies and gentlemen, things we're, we're taken for granted and things we've just let slip away from us. Um, one of the reasons, you know, that I, I still, and I want to make sure I say something about Trayvon Martin, that that, that situation is bigger than Mr. Martin. What it has done is expose the underbelly of this great nation, which is something that, you know, America doesn't like her skirt getting hiked up to, to, to show the world the underside of the, of the great beast. That, that situation screams of whatever you want it to scream of. It screams of somebody asking another human being, what are you doing here? That's not your blasted concern. It screams of asking many questions if, that were a man of a different ethnicity that had shot another man that, let's say he's white, would it have taken this long? This is a 17-year-old child, but we're going to move on to the greater scope of what we're discussing. Are we being led around by a friggin' nose and being forced into assimilation, or are we truly free-thinking individuals? I have two gentlemen on the panel here who think well, most of y'all are idiots. Mm-hmm. I'm still. <laughs> 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 um, I'm it still. Is, it is so I sad, am, but true. Mm-hmm. I am. I am more centrist with my opinions, whereas I, I, you know, K. Diddy taught this to me. If, if, because I had never thought about it till he said it, and I must give him credit. He said, "If ignorance is all I know." My actions are going to speak volumes of ignorance because I know only ignorance. And that is where I stand centrist in my opinion that if I don't know any better, how can I do better? Now, there are cases where some people don't know any better 
and have gone forward to do great things because they have made themselves. But if ignorance is what I know, I shall be blissfully ignorant, thinking, hey, there was a time when the entire world thought the friggin' world was flat. Can you imagine that? Somebody looked out on the horizon and said, don't go out there because if you do, you're going to fall off the planet. And millions of people believe that shit. Why? Because they were blissfully ignorant. And that is true of where we're at in this day and age. Most people no longer want to think for themselves, so they tune into these, they, they, you know, these, these stations and these radio stations, and everybody's offering their opinions just like I am. And we, we choose to believe what we want to believe. You know, I don't believe every white man is out to get me. I don't. Because that is not the case. Are there some? Oh, yes. But sometimes I have to be more concerned about my own brothers. Which one of them are really out to get my ass is the question. So are we truly free? People in the chat room, you can chime in at any time. I see all of y'all in there. Uh, we ain't got nothing but love for you. We're going to take a quick little commercial break, and I'm going to return with uh, Joe from Montana, K. Diddy Esquire, your boy Pretty Tony, and the whole playerology movement. And uh, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Yay, yay. Yeah, what up, world? It's your boy, Pretty Tony, live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Can I play a play? Every Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check out the website, www.playersuniversitysygu.com. Pick your copy up of the new book, Who Is She and What Is She to You by Yours Truly. Also get a copy of Playerology or Player Step Your Game Up for my trilogy. Huh. I'll let your boy, one love, pretty Tony, and I'm out.
our inner self and our inner truth. We are not free when we think. The false self thinks and the real self knows. The majority of the people think. 99% of the population are non-independent thinkers, and only 1% of the population are dependent thinkers. Now, if these are the statistics that they're putting out there, then what are they really? You have massive people put asleep. They're using different kinds of strategical attacks. They're using media attacks. In the media attacks, they play the audio philosophy. The audio philosophy get their attention, their desire, their interest, and will make them act. And then they break it down with Birch and Arbitron readings of how much water you use, how much toilet paper you use. They know everything about the consumers. So they're keeping them in this, like I always say, the third eye can't visualize when the two eyes are hypnotized, tranquilized, and mesmerized. And they have different demographic groups for each individual generation to follow under. They have some hypnotized, some tranquilized, and some mesmerized. Now, when you open your eyes, it's from closing the physical eyes and going within. But they got us so programmed, brainwashed, hypnotized, tranquilized, and mesmerized, we don't see the validity and truly getting autonomy. See, autonomy is far suppressing freedom. Autonomy is a true expansion of your life and energy in the all of all. This is being able to go in and out of multi-dimensions and trans-dimensions. Transcendental ability, psychic ability, having full mastery of all of those, the four basics, spiritual, psychological, physical, and psychical. They have parasites, worms, in our body, they are altering our genetic structure through the waters, the liquids that they have us constantly drinking and eating. They are bombarding the brain waves with thinking and never thought. The false self thinks and the real self knows. But most people are thinking, and that's why you can say 99% of the population are non-independent thinkers. Running around here thinking, we got it going on and we found something true and greatest book that you'll ever read of profound truth, profound wisdom, and root knowledge is your heart, yourself. Look into yourself. Look into okay. your heart. And we appreciate that input, my brother. That's why I gave you the floor for a moment to put that out there because I'm a firm believer in going within yourself to think and figure some things out. Most of us never truly take a moment out of our lives just to pause and, and, and so we can gather the thoughts that we've been programmed from birth. You know, sometimes we're all saying things differently, but if you examine what we're saying, you know, it's basically the same thing because you might not even see the similarity with, with some of the stuff Joe comes on here and says with what this young man just said, but there are similarities. You know what I mean? A long time ago, I remember one of the first things Joe ever came on here and said was, We've been programmed since birth. Ain't that right, Joe? Just he, about. Just, yeah. he just said a few minutes ago, and in his way, the same thing I said early on in the show, mm-hmm. that 99% of the people still got blinders on and it's, and it's <laughs> all daylight outside. 
Okay, well, I'll accept that. Joe don't have to have none of that. I'll take all of that. Okay. Yeah, I Go mean, I, I, I didn't accept the blame. I can't accept the credit now. See? That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. My, my, esteemed, my, my esteemed colleague, please continue. Oh, well, now everything's okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Joe, I am not his esteemed colleague. I know. I know. It was. I got to give. I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't give credit where credit's due. Oh, here we go. Ah, oh, Jesus, put on the galoshes now. I look at my. I'm one, of, I'm one of those guys that turn on the light and look at myself in the mirror every day. I know you turn on the light and look at yourself in the mirror, and I respect your honesty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little bit of narcissism hurts nobody's when it gets out of control, sir. Yes. Now. Oh, yeah. We, oh, that's so nice. Isn't that nice, Diddy? Before he was like, <laughs> oh, wait, hey, wait a minute there, Tony. Wait a minute. Oh, please go ahead, esteemed colleague. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boy, I tell you what. All right, you'll get, your, you'll, you'll, you'll get your turn in a minute, Joe. Just hold your horse. Flattery will get you everywhere in this life. Hmm? Now. As, as we discuss, even relationships, let, let, let's break this down to a relationship level. Even in relationships that we have with each other on a personal level, it is quite obvious that men and women are not on com- two completely separate wavelengths. Has it been this way since the beginning of time? Yes, but it has systematically gotten worse. Is there some conspiracy behind it? Is there some reason that this wedge has been put between? Because, you know, we were supposed to be fruitful and multiply. But if there's this wedge between us, we cannot function as a unit. And so if this unit functions, it produces more dysfunction. And so the have continue to get more, and the have not continue to get very little because we are too busy destroying each other. And that is the only thing that I wanted to say. Everything we're talking about, some of you all be able to relate to when we talk about corporate stuff and spiritual stuff and stuff of that nature. Everybody can relate to something on a relationship level, which is what we talk about and kind of play a play a lot. A relationship should be a measure of unification. But instead, it is like a battleground, a battlefield now between us. And this dysfunction rolls over into general, which means the masses cannot rise up and say, yo, we done caught wind of what the F going on over there, and we ain't have shit no more. You okay. understand? The nation se- separation nation. That's right. Separation or separation nation. You can take it from the top and break it all the way down to an end of basis. And you will see the cycle of dysfunction that is being encouraged all day long. Back to, and I'm going to switch gears again, because once again, a lot of you out there, when you all hear the word player, one of the things wrote in the book Playerology and Players Set the Game Up is a player is a thinker. Being a player has nothing to do with how much coochie you can get. Being a player means you're adept at playing the game of life. You understand? So... Keep up with us. I know we're changing gears fast on you, but that's cool. That's how the mind operates. It's come down to the freedom for us to even think so we can bond 
And if we can't bond, we can't unify anything. And in separation comes chaos. And chaos comes the inability for us to function in a fully functional situation. Top it off that all off with our humanity being removed from us because we're so addicted to the Internet and computers where I just found out this week, and I'm not calling no names, I was speaking to this young lady, and she's like, oh, I've been dating a guy for a few months now, and I'm like, bringing you joy? Yeah, but we haven't spent a lot of time because right now we date on Facebook, what? What? How do you date? Um... How the hell do you date on Facebook? You can't get no STDs. Look at your ignorant ass. Okay, I'm knocking you off the pedestal now with that damn ignorance over there. Hey, they practice, no they practice, they practice safe sex, man. I was just pointing that out. That is a definition of safe sex. Fine, K. Diddy, I will give that to you. Now, now, hold on. We got somebody else trying to chime in. Let's see what they got to say. Welcome to the show. Oh, that's 702. I can tell by the baby in the background. I was just calling to wish you guys a happy Easter. Was I right or was I right? Happy Easter to you and your Yeah, happy Easter. That's All right. right. I was, yeah, I wasn't expecting you. It is greatly appreciated. No, you're, you're, Hello? Hello? Okay. Oh, uh, she left? I guess so. Oh. We didn't cut her. we didn't cut you off. We didn't uh, cut you off. Please call um, back so we can cut you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> today's today's Easter, man. She was calling to share her oh, Easter come on, eggs please. Like you weren't that. here, she, but she, uh, she probably had an Easter hunt last in her backyard today or something, man. Mm, hey. <laughs> We're rolling right along here in Can a Player Play. Your boy, Pretty Tony, Joe from Montana, K. Diddy, excuse me. Sir, K. Diddy, Esquire, the elixir of love. Uh, no, you didn't say the love part, the elixir of love, man. Why you didn't think I didn't want to be love tonic? I wanted to be able to seep into the soul. That's why I say elixir of love. Okay. Team Amazing. <laughs> Team Amazing in the chat room, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to have you. Um, we're discussing freedom, man. The freedoms we take for granted, the freedoms we have but we really don't have, and what exactly is the um, freedom. That's what we're here talking about today. Well, all, well, you and Diddy and um, the caller uh, were talking about it. Free, and Sweet, too. Um can't imagine my giving sweet any credit, but okay. It's um, about freeing oneself from the uh, prison of one's mind, waking yeah. up to the truth, and Absolutely. oh, and um, which dovetails into your book, um, Tony, because your book is about authenticity, and in, in order for one to be authentic, one has to look inside oneself to relieve oneself of the. Um, Hypnotic messages that one follows, the false hypnotic messages, in order to really be oneself and see the world as it is, as Diddy was uh, talking about. Absolutely. And that is one of the most difficult things to do, is to be able to see, observe the world for what it is, because you get a cold dose of true reality, and it can be overwhelming at times. Oh, brother, can it? Say that again, brother? 
I said, oh, can it? Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, my yeah, God. Absolutely. Because, because what it does is when it, when it first comes on, when it first comes on, it is going against everything that has already been installed in you. So you kind of feel uncomfortable with it. And you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Maybe this is some bullshit going on here. But at the same time, once you open yourself up more and more to it, you're like, yo, and it changes you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've I've always been a what if kind of guy. You know, I, I've always been one of those guys that just just didn't go for just everything. It's always been a question mark. That always been that what if. You know, people people have a tendency to just like like we've been talking about. They basically follow us. Mm-hmm. They're not leaders. This country is not full of leaders. It's full of followers. If you ever leave out of the United States, you take a back look at it and look at it a whole different way. Well, Absolutely. I was I was similar to Diddy. Um, I didn't have the I I asked questions, but I never really pursued them, and I was confused about a lot of things for a good portion of my life. But it was a good thing because most people, in order to end their confusion, will take what they are taught is to be reality, and they will shape that reality to fit that preconceived notion which they were taught to accept. I wasn't, so I was confused. When it was, and it took me a while. When I found the answers to my confusion and things started to put uh, put themselves together, then I realized that you know what, hey Joe, you're not quite as much in the dark as you think you are. You know. There you go. Um, wow, we have been going on, and Joe made a suggestion last week. And I'm going to leave it up to the listening audience. I want you to email Lamont at World Movement or PrettyTonyLV at gmail.com. Joe made a suggestion last week that we we expand the show to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let the audience decide. Hit us, Lamont at WorldMovement.com, PrettyTonyLV at gmail.com. Let us know. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Sun. S-E-L-A-S-S-I-E-S-O-N. Let us know if we should expand the show to 90 minutes because we do be on to expand and expand upon the human condition and all the things that we're going through. And sometimes the show does end too quickly. Mm-hmm. But as always, Joe from Montana, Sir K. Diddy Esquire, the elixir of love, and your boy Pretty Tony, we're here for you every Sunday 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Join the mo- Oh, wow. The chat room already said, expand the show. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. We know. Uh, uh, so there's a vote already. Let us know. You know, join the Playerology movement. Just type in the word Playerology. Find out about your, about your boy, Pretty Tony. Join us next week. We're going to do the part two to this show because there's so much more to get into. So As always, it's a world movement thing. I'll add us, man. Peace. All right, everybody. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. This is not Malcolm X. Fidel Castro. You know, idiot means.